Hi, I'm Dr. Lance K. Ewing with Lone Star Medical Solutions, and this is 30 Days to a Bitter Back, Day 7. Today's tip was one I used in practice for 16 years as a chiropractor and was a common question I would get from my patients wanting to cook more at home. The question is, what's the best way to cook at home and keep my back in check? Today's tip can quite literally make the difference between a family that cooks at home and one that orders everything in. In this day and age of our fast-paced society, many families have both spouses working one or more jobs. Daily commutes can be multiple hours a day, as mine used to be, and kids can play one or more sports regardless of the season. 70 years ago, one parent typically went to a single job, and the other one worked at home. Together, they made it work and would typically eat most meals cooked at home as a family. Now, I don't believe there's such thing as a bad cook. Just as one may learn to drive on a driver's permit, one can learn to cook meals at home that the family will love. The key for both your sanity and your back is to start with a few meals that are pretty hard to mess up. So think spaghetti sauce, um, with spaghetti, noodles, pan or oven roasted chicken with a side of vegetables, things like that. Forget about the intricate meals for now that you might find at a fancy restaurant. The focus here is good quality, healthy meals cooked at home while spending quality time with family and saving your back at the same time. The solution is to cook familiar recipes at home using many of the same ingredients in different ways, all while maintaining good posture and protecting your back. And I'll tell you a quick story here. Uh, we recently got one of those uh, subscriptions to the, the meal programs that come and, and it's, it, it's everything that you need in, in the bag and then you cook it. And so we did this twice a week for about the past probably four or five months. and. What I would do is I, I would make this meal and, and it's everything you need in the bag and then I would keep the recipe that it came with. And I noticed one thing about this, this uh, and I won't say the name of it because they're all, they're all good in my opinion and they're all about the same, but I noticed that they're using the same ingredients over and over and over and over and over. So one of the main ingredients was potatoes, another main ingredients was carrots, another one was um, you know, green onions that you, you know, you'd put in a salad. Um, Pasta was another, so there was a lot of different main ingredients and it was either, you know, if it was a meat dish, it was either chicken or beef or turkey pretty much all the time. And so that got me thinking that all these recipes now that I have at home, I can literally go to the store, just buy a few things, you know, maybe 10 or 20 basic staple items and then I can put together all these different meals. And the key to this plate, the, the ones that we were getting was they, they had a different type of a sauce and the sauce made, made all the difference. You could put all the same ingredients together and put a different sauce and you might get a, a, a Thai flavor or, um, or a Mexican flavor or Italian or, or whatever it is, all with the same stuff. So, so that's just kind of a little side note. Um, but the key is to cook familiar recipes at home we already have the ingredients, okay? And maintaining posture and protecting your back. So for low back pain and sciatica sufferers, when cooking, the first thing to do is to get out everything that you need. Pots, pans, cutting boards, oven trays, utensils, ingredients, and of course the recipe if it's new. Or, you know, like me, I've got a few recipes that I can do in my head and I don't ever have to look at anything. And then you wanna first take out the cookbook or the recipe um, from your computer or your phone and print it out if possible. And this will ensure that you have something you can use over and over again, assuming of course that everybody likes it. And tape the sheet or stand the cookbook up where it's at eye level and don't move it. Next, try to prep ahead anything that you can ahead of time. For example, cutting vegetables or fruits, making a side sauce or anything that you can prepare in advance is gonna be helpful. 
Make sure your cutting board or preparing surface is approximately waist high. Keep your back straight. You don't wanna to have to hunch over while you're working. Keep all the ingredients to the side. I use paper plates or bowls that are recyclable, recyclable, excuse me, uh, to keep the dishes to a minimum because I hate doing dishes at the, end of the, at the end of the time and I try to get them all done while I'm doing it. So now it's time to use the stove, the oven, or the barbecue for cooking, heating, or grilling. Luckily, most stoves and barbecues, barbecues are about waist height, helping us to keep good posture without even thinking about it. Most ovens pose a hazard as they are lower than our center of gravity and require bending or stooping to use. It's not a big deal when you're cooking a pizza, but try a beef roast, chicken, or full-on turkey, and you might be thinking of quitting before you even get started. This is where we need to slow down and use the principles we've already learned in these previous podcasts and the ones that are coming up after this. Stand straight, bend with your legs, and carry anything close to your body as long as it's not too hot. Does this work every time? Of course not. Not every time. Like trying to carry a steaming pot of hot spaghetti noodles to the sink or drain while dodging kids, two dogs, and a cat. But most instances will allow proper posture to remain. Now don't forget about the kids or the grandkids. They love to help out in the kitchen. I know ours do. We've got three boys age eight, eight, and seven, and they love to help out in the kitchen and see what they can make. So I set ours up um, with utensil knives, the kind that can cut your food but not your finger, and a cutting board. And typically I'll have them help with a few items uh, that don't require a sharp knife. Time spent in the kitchen with children and grandchildren is quality time and trumps a video game or movie any day all while teaching them valuable life skills they're gonna use for the rest of their life. The key is to make it fun for them, like a contest for the craziest looking vegetable slice or a piece of fruit with coffee bean eyes and a lettuce mustache. Get creative and let their imaginations run wild. You won't believe what they come up with if you just let them go. The takeaway is notice how aligned your back feels after cooking a healthy, nutritious meal for your family and the confidence you'll gain by providing your family a place each night to gather and talk about the day. Now here's a bonus tip for you for doing the dreaded dishes while cooking dinner. And that's my, my I'm, a, I'm the dish guy at home among other things, but I'm the dish guy. So this, is, this hits close to home for me. There's always the question of who's gonna do the dishes after a wonderful full meal with the family. And for me, the last thing I wanna do is scrub pots and pans after eating. I wanna rest my back and get on to other things. So the solution is I wash, hand dry, and put away all pots and pans and larger cooking items while I'm cooking the meal. There's plenty of time while things are going, cooking when you can get this done. Get it done while you're cooking, leaving only the plates and the glassware and utensils to bother with later. Notice how much better you feel is the takeaway when you know that most of the dishes are already done ahead of time and how much more you enjoy the dining experience with your family. Next bonus tip number two is don't get up. The solution is stay seated once the meal begins. Make sure everybody has what they need from the start. Drinks, utensils, napkins, condiments, and spices. The takeaway, there's a quote in one of my favorite movies of all times, which is a tradition to watch on Christmas, which is coming up in just a couple months. I'm really excited about it. And it's called The Christmas Story. It's from 1983, where the narrator says, in, in one part, they're eating dinner, and, and the mom is, is basically put everything on the, on the table, and everybody's asking for things, and she's getting up and trying to serve everybody, and, and she's not able to eat her dinner. And the, and the quote says, um, it says, my mother had not had a meal for her, a hot meal for herself in 15 years. My mother had not had a hot meal for herself in 15 years. And I think that we're all guilty of that. And, and we try not to do that in our house. So we eat as a family from start to finish and try to put everything on the table at the very beginning. All right, 
Uh, remember, this is the end of this email. There's a lot. I'm sorry. This is also an email, and uh, and we have this on uh, YouTube as well as this podcast. And so I, I'll be referring to that back and forth. We're going to have these uh, podcasts up every Tuesday and Thursday and a different tip for your back. I've got 30 so far, and, I, and I'm coming up with more every day. And um, I just want to say to um, if you did get some value out of this, would you please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends? Remember to keep moving. Tomorrow's a brand new day. I'm Dr. Lance K. Ewing, wishing you the very best day. Hi, I'm Dr. Lance K. Ewing from Lone Star Medical Solutions, and this is 30 Days to a Better Back, Day 6. Today's tip was one I used in practice for 16 years as a chiropractor, and was one of the ov most overlooked ways to tweak a back or re-injure a good one. The question is, how can I make grocery store shopping easy on my back? Once you've seen this, you'll never shop the same way again. Today's tip can quite literally make the difference between loving or hating grocery shopping and we all have to do it one way or the other. In this day and age of internet access, even the old school tasks like grocery shopping have changed with the times. We can now get almost anything that we may find at the store from diapers, paper towels, canned and dry goods, and even frozen meat and vegetables without ever leaving our home. In years past, this was a luxury only offered to those with above average paychecks or a few that were select dialed in to the ever-changing internet opportunities. Today, however, we can order almost anything from Amazon and Walmart and even our local grocery stores to be delivered right to our door or to be picked up outside of the store after somebody else picked it and bagged it. If you're savvy enough to effectively utilize these services, you're a step ahead of most of us. For my family, we're a combination of both local supermarkets, big box stores like Costco and Sam's, and online retailers like Amazon and Walmart. With myself and my wife and uh, three young boys, two dogs, a cat, and a lizard, we have a lot to shop for, and we kind of hodgepodge it and have a combination of, of the, all the different ways that we can do that. And generally speaking, we get dry goods from the internet and edible foods from the local grocery store with a bi-weekly trip to one of the big box stores to round it out. Uh, for those who buy everything online and have it delivered at the front door, this tip is pretty easy and you're either going to go back or go forward depending on whether you're listening to this podcast or you've uh, subscribed to our email course or possibly you are on YouTube and we have one that's specifically um, an episode that's specifically designed to show you how to lift properly and so this is really important because even if you have everything delivered to your front door and you're saving your back you're, you're not loading things in the cart loading things in your car but you go out and you got a box from amazon and you pick that thing up and it's 30 pounds and you tweak your back then it kind of negates everything right what's the point of getting things dropped off right in front if you're only going to hurt your back in, in the next minute or so so it, if you haven't seen or heard that other episode, go back and watch that or, or listen to it or read it, depending on the, um, the, the form that you're looking at, and really get familiar with how to lift and carry something because it's going to make a huge difference um, also in, in just in grocery shopping. So for everybody else that's doing kind of the combination we are, um, please keep listening. We have some stores, including uh, our family, including the grocery store closest to our house called Market Street. They have a strict policy that once your cart's been checked out, the store employee will load it, push it to your vehicle. They might make a little small talk on the way about the weather or the latest football game, and they'll load it for you in your car, all at no additional charge. With so many self-checkout lanes and bring your own bag suggestions, without a discount of any kind, of course, I still find Market Street to be a breath of fresh air. 
Sure, there's self-checkout lines when you want to buy one or two lightweight items and not have an employee carry two packs of gum to your car for you. But let's take a minute to discuss traditional grocery and big box stores where you push your own cart and load the groceries into your car. This is still the norm in many parts of the country, and here's how to do it. Consider shopping at odd hours, like early in the morning or late at night. I realize this doesn't work for the mega stores that are open at 10 a.m. and they close in the early evening, but even then consider shopping midweek and not on a Saturday. Fewer shoppers means less maneuvering the cart, like at a four-way stop when all, cars, all the cars are stopped all at once. The solution is to shop online stores whenever possible and compare prices on the goods. The key, it's a mind shift to let somebody else pick out the best cut of meat for the right price or lightly squeeze the avocado to see if it's ripe and, and make sure the label's accurate. But the sacrifice may be the best thing that you've done for your back in a long time. When shopping a traditional store, use the keys you've already learned about lifting, turning, pushing, and anything, anything on that rolls or on wheels. A bag of dog food is to be treated the same as a bag of mulch. And there's another episode that we have that's all about outdoor gardening and, and, um, and yard work and so that's where that comes from but but it, it is the same it's it's it weighs about the same and it's it's uh looks about the same and so you've got to treat those two the same as far as your back is concerned but at least there's only one bag of dog food typically so we get a, a 30 or 40 pound bag and i have to lift it once and i have to put it into something else and then i don't have to do it again for another you know week or week and a half and so i kind of like that um but you want to place one item at a time and plan ahead so you're not shuffling items in your cart. So if you ever had like something where you put in your cart, like so let's say you put 24 case of water in your cart and um, and then halfway through you're like, oh, I don't have enough room for this and I don't wanna squash the tomatoes or I don't wanna squish the cereal or the chips. And so then you're moving this cart and, you, and, you're, and you're probably not doing it properly, right? You're bending over, you're twisting, turning. And I'm saying that because I've done that so many times. So now I try to really understand what's going to go you know case of water is going to go underneath the cart if there's room if not it's going to go on the bottom everything else is going to get stacked on that i'm going to get it first and not last and so i sort of plan out my grocery my grocery list and once you do it a couple times it's you don't even have to think about it you know like i'm going to start with the heavy stuff and then i'm going to end up with the 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 vegetables and the light stuff that that are going to be on the top and the bread and anything you don't want to squish so two trips are better than one in a big box store like say costco or sam's you can always go in with make one trip and then do another one instead of pushing this massive heavy cart that uh, that might get away from you in the in the uh, parking lot if, you, if if there's any kind of a slant there getting to your car and uh like we already said a case of water something as simple as that lifted the wrong way it could be hazardous to your back it could be as hazardous as a slip and fall in the parking lot on the way to the car so do some research in your neighborhood on sites like uh, next door or something similar to that that connect neighbors and ask about grocery stores that deliver groceries to your car get an amazon prime membership you will likely pay for the yearly fee with savings from your very first grocery run online and that same thing goes for costco and sam's um, amazon isn't the largest online company in the world for nothing because nobody can beat their customer service or their prices consider supporting a local mom or pop grocery store 
Um, not for the savings, but just because if we don't, they're going to be wiped out by the big box stores with bigger selections and lower prices. So we always try to throw some of that in, and especially like if there's a farmer's market, you know, go get some fresh vegetables from a, a local farmer that's out there on a Saturday, you know, uh, peddling their wares. And it's, you know, it's great just to help the, the community. And you, you're probably going to get much better uh, quality, something is at least as far as that goes, meats and vegetables than you would um, in any of, the, any of the grocery stores. So the takeaway is to notice how aligned your back feels after picking up groceries from your front door or successfully negotiating a local store and still have the energy to tackle the rest of the day. So below is a quick guide for grocery shopping from the best thing to do on down. So number one, the best thing to do is get an Amazon Prime card and at least order anything bulky or heavy that can be delivered right to your front door. The second best is to find a local store that will load your groceries in your car for no extra charge. These are easy to find because you will not see any unmanned carts in the parking lot. If there's no carts in the parking lot you and it's a, a grocery store, you can be sure that they're taking the, the groceries out for you and they're taking the carts back themselves. The third best is to shop your local market and take care to use what you've learned in the previous emails or, or videos as we talked about before or upcoming ones depending on where you're at in this series about correct posture when lifting and turning as well as wearing proper shoes. So don't get caught up with um, any any other uh, products or, or things that you're not sure about and, and how to lift. Just, just do the best you can based on what we've talked about here. And I want you to remember to keep moving. Tomorrow's a brand new day. I'm Dr. Lance K. Ewing, DC. I'm wishing you the very best day. And please, if you've enjoyed this, please um, subscribe and, and, and forward to your friends. And we'll see you on the next one. Have a great day.